one. This podcast will contain spoilers from whatever TV show or movie is mentioned. Please listen at your own discretion. Welcome to viewers and audience. Yo, what's going on? I am Scoots Bronson. And I am S. Foster. Excuse me, that's right. And you tuned into another episode of the Viewers Anonymous podcast where we give you our very own reviews and takes of movies and TV straight out of Hollywood. What's going on with you, my guy? Man, can't call it, man. Um, just really glad to be in the lab today, man. This is a movie I've been wanting to talk about for a while. So I'm really excited for this one, man. But how you feeling? Everything good with you? Yeah, man, everything is great. Uh, I cannot complain. Um, I'm excited as well. Uh, just been, you know what I'm saying, on the move constantly. And uh, oh, man, you, you'll love to hear this one, bro. So this oh, past weekend, you know what I'm saying, was Mother's Day. So happy belated Mother's Day to all the mothers out there listening. Um, but uh, I decided to go out there and play soccer with my nephew and nieces. Okay. And uh, yeah, something popped. Oh. In the leg. Uh, yeah, so I was limping for the last couple of days. You know what I'm saying? Just, <laughs> it, 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 yeah, I, I said, man, I'm, I'm officially getting old, man. I said, was it, the one, was it the one you hyperextended when you was young? Mm-hmm. Damn. My knee. My knee. Good, that was a good thing, though. It wasn't my knee, because if it had been my knee, I probably would have been out. But it was like, I, I think it's a quad muscle or something, but it's tight mm-hmm. in the muscle. I can feel like when I move it or when I bend over and shit, I can feel it. But man, that shit hurt when it happened, bro. I'm, I'm talking about I was running, running, bro. And I, I was trying to get to the ball and then I heard it and felt it. And then all I felt was just like burning sensation. And oh. then so I just like kind of lowly squatted a little bit to keep it kind of stretched. And then I was mm-hmm. trying to guard the ball at the same time. And then once I made that move, I knew I was like, yeah, I'm out. I had to go sit back down. I'm like, yeah, I can't do nothing. Luckily, I had <laughs> shot, so I, I ain't really feel it as bad. It kind of dimmed it out. But like, soon as I woke up the next morning, that shit was over with. Damn. <laughs> well, welcome to the club, my guy. Yeah, and, man. Uh, I, still, so is, I still, I still, <laughs> I still haven't played full court, dude, since I tore my Achilles back in 2019. Yeah, like I have not played. I have not played full court. Like I used to go to the Y. Mm-hmm. And they'll be like, dudes would be like, hey, you trying to um like you trying to run full court? Nah, I'm good. You sure? Because yeah, they, they see me on the side, you know what I'm saying? I can still knock, mm-hmm. I can still knock them down, you know what I mean? So I yeah. can still knock them down. And then they was like, man, you look hype, man. You shouldn't want to play. I was like, look, man, I told my kids a couple years ago. <laughs> they were like, oh, I was like, yeah. They were like, I get it. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, nah, I'm good. I'm good. I'm with you. I'm like, fuck that. So yeah, you know, gotta uh Gotta do something about that, man. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure, man. But yeah, but that's speedy that. recovery, man. Yeah, I laughed, I laughed my ass off all night about that shit. Though, <laughs> I can't believe this shit happened to me out of, out of all people. I thought it was gonna be later on in life. But that motherfucker hit me. That was like, yeah, that was like about thirty-five. Yep, this about this about the time. Go ahead, give him a little something. Give him a little bit of a little bit of something, something to you know what I'm saying. Make him know what's going on. So. Yeah, I just got to be more careful. <clears throat> got to stretch yep. more. I, I I think that's really what the problem was. I didn't yep. stretch before I was out there. So yeah. But I was busting their ass though. So <laughs> of I course. Still got it. I still got it. <laughs> <laughs> I Definitely still got it. That's what's up, man. 
Yeah, man. So, um, man, we got an exciting movie. For, uh, yep, I said it right. We got an exciting movie for y'all, man. Uh, this one is starring Colin Farrell, Jamie Foxx, um, directed by Michael Mann. It is a remake of an old classic television show. That's right. We're talking about Miami Vice. Man, oh, man. Um, so first and foremost, before we actually get into it, have, have you ever seen the old Miami Vice TV show? Um, Only like little snippets and stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like from when the pops might have been, you know, just yeah. looking at something. And I might have been in there just seeing a little bit of a little bit. I never yeah. really sat down and like watched like a whole episode. Yeah. So, like, I, I have a premise of what the show is about, but I've never right. really seen the show. You know what I mean? Okay. But, so, um, I've, I've seen multiple episodes because okay. um, being younger and being around my grandparents, my grandparents used to always watch old-ass TV shows. And mm-hmm. my, grand, when my grandmother, her thing was, like, westerns and action and shit. So, like, I've seen hella westerns. Like, I know all about Bonanza and all that shit. And she used to watch Miami Vice. And when I tell you this movie is nothing like the TV show, (laughs) (laughs) it's nothing like the TV show. The TV show is like bright, you know what I'm saying? It's colorful. It's it's action, of course. But you know what I'm saying? Like, it's like cool shit going on. You know what I'm saying? The generic 80s tone to it. This version of Miami Vice or the movie is super fucking dark. Um, the the tones that the the overtones that they use for the uh, I keep not overtones the filters that they use for some of the shots are fucking just like gritty and dark and shit like that. So like yep. they they really kind of turn this uh this around and and they made it more realistic because like shit they used to happen on the TV show was like super unrealistic. Like you would see like uh tubs driving a fucking boat off of a ramp onto the highway, jumping out the boat onto a car to stop the dude from, you know what I'm saying? You'd be like, come on, man, doing all that shit. Like, it'd, just be some, it'd just be some wild shit that happened, bro. Or like, he'd be riding a horse and then he right there at the end of it, he'd jump off the horse into the boat to stop the dude from getting away and shit. Like, it'd be all kind of wild shit happening on Miami Vice, man. Um, But the movie, though, the movie definitely took a more realistic approach and also, of course, because it was, you know what I'm saying, um, in the, I believe this is 2000, what's this, 2006. So they took a, um, they took a, a modern approach to it and a more realistic approach to it and made it to where you really knew, like, these guys were, like, real live cops. It wasn't, like, no funny shit in this one. It wasn't, like, no comic relief in this shit. This shit was, like, real business. Oh yeah, I think the 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 wild shit about this movie is like a lot of the shit that's surrounded around it, because mm-hmm. like during during the shooting of this movie is what make a lot of this shit crazy, and for them to even get this shit done mm-hmm. is really a surprise. Really, like first of all, they had to stop shooting; almost didn't finish the movie because of a fucking hurricane came through. Mm-hmm. So they had to, they had to stop shooting because of a damn hurricane. That's number yeah. one. Then motherfuckers got sick, mm-hmm. and so then they had to stop shooting because people. Uh, some of, I can't remember who all got sick, but then the fact that Colin Farrell and Jamie Foxx clashed to where mm-hmm. these motherfuckers wasn't getting along. <clears throat> so 
And then it's like, even knowing those facts, I, I was like looking out through the movie and it's like, and I think that Tubbs was supposed to be more of a guy that's, you know what I mean? Like, you don't really smile a lot. You know what I'm saying? He always seemed like very business savvy. So I don't know if that had anything to do with some of their chemistry not being too cool. But I, I can understand why his chemistry wasn't cool because, listen, we'll get into it a little later, but Sonny was a dirtbag partner, okay? Like, a lot of the shit that he was doing and just the fact of, like, his communication was terrible. And yeah. it's just like, yo, we, how can we be in the middle of a deal and you just take off and just leave me? Don't tell me shit. You take off right. for like a day and a half and I don't know where the fuck you at. Like, dude, you leaving me with these people? <laughs> these are well-known drug dealers. Yeah. Going into it, knowing what they did to Alfonso, knowing mm -hmm. they can figure out who we are and not know how they figured out who we are, and you taking off you know what I'm saying? Trying to get Isabella skin. You know what I mean? Like, come on, man. Dirt back. I mean, so, the, that's the tricky thing about like going undercover, right? Because like this is this is what makes them so unique is the fact that you know what I'm saying, like these are undercover detectives who handle, you know what I'm saying, the, the worst of the worst jobs. You know what I mean? Like this is the these are the guys you call in before you call in the FBI and the ATF and all them. So like this is a specific task force for you know what I'm saying what's what's really going on in the streets. And when stuff like this happens, you know you you definitely want a partner who's always on point for sure. And I totally can understand the viewpoint from Tubbs in that situation. However. You also got to remember that because they are in undercover and they are doing some of these jobs, you kind of want that kind of anonymity in a weird way because it's like, you know what I'm saying? They not to the book. They not like to the point. They not, you know what I'm saying, following procedure, none of that weird shit. It's kind of like, in, you know what I'm saying? Like if something happened and then like they pulled up, I'm like, where your partner at? He was like, shit, I don't know. How the fuck I'm supposed to know? He ran off with some girl. I don't know. Let's, you want to get the job done or not? You know what I'm saying? Like, it, it seems it seems more believable that way than for, you know what I'm saying, like they both showing up all the time and shit like that. Like, that make them look like cops. That shit that he pulled, that ain't no cop move. No, that's what I'm saying. It's like, like my thing is, first of all, it's seeing that when, when they had the meeting, you know what I'm saying, with the big man, and she's there with him, it kind of looked like they are together. You know what I'm saying? So then the next day, when we meet with Jose, and then, so we, well, the first meeting, I liked the, how they did the first meeting, which was very dope. And, and, and I have to say this, I got to say this at the beginning of the podcast. Watching this movie, this shit made me want to be an undercover cop. I was like, yo, like, this shit look cool as fuck. Like the way they made it, uh, look, listen, man, they riding on motherfucking speedboats. Mm -hmm. First of all, the dude that was training them to drive the speedboats is the same guy that used to ride with uh with uh Sal and Willie 
know what I'm saying, back from cocaine, uh, Cowboys, uh, Kings of Miami, one of the dudes that got locked up with them because they used to be on ESPN riding on the speedboats and shit, winning all of these trophies, the guy that, you know what I'm saying, worked on the boats and helped train them, he worked on this movie as well. So shout out to him. I just forgot what his name was. But, um, but man, they riding on speedboats and shit. They going mm-hmm. undercover. They get to be people that they're not. They going to all, all of these places. Fun and dandy until you got four Cubans with fucking <laughs> aimed at the back of your head because they found out that you was a fucking cop because you may have said the wrong thing or you know what I'm saying or a deal went bad like. All that shit. They, the movies always make some shit like this. <laughs> Man, this shit ain't cool. This shit is fucking stressful. I, I mean, I'm pretty sure it is. I mean, well, first of all, like when that first meeting, when they meeting with Jose, and so they sitting down, and you know he's trying to tell them how they work because what they did was they they fucked up the dudes that they normally work with, blew up their boats and, and stole the load. Mm-hmm. So they stole the load so they could pull what they end up pulling later by showing them, yo, like we re- we rediscovered this load and yeah. we'll give it back to you for free. Y'all don't have to charge us and we could just make this a long term partnership. So yeah. that was a smart move. But to have that meeting. And so they sitting there. And so <laughs> Jose got pissed off. And so then <laughs> my dude suddenly pulls out a grenade. My God. And, and Ricardo's like, man, are you the fucking feds? <laughs> I'm like, you got a wire? He sat them down to see me on a wire and shit. I was like, I love the way they played that shit. Now, don't get me wrong, real life situation, yo, if I got pulled out a grenade they for my job, okay. They would have shot the shit out of something. <laughs> he would never been able to pull that pin. <laughs> he, pulled the, he pulled the pin out before they even, you know what I mean? Come on, man. Sunday, hey, we all we all would have died that night. Hey, that's what he said. He was like, "Yo," he was like, they go, "Hey, what happened to um?" I said, "What happened to Jose, man? It's all his blood is scattered all over this wall." What, <laughs> <laughs> man? Come on, okay, you got to admit this though. The way Sunny and Tubbs pulled this shit off, man, you cannot say that shit did not at least look cool. Because, like you said, they wasn't by the book. Yes. That's the only reason the shit look cool, bro. It's only good because it's Jamie Foxx. Anybody else, that shit is not as cool. You realize these niggas are doing some wild and dangerous shit that they may or may not get out of. This is true. And then Jose said, look, he was like, look, I like you. He was like, I don't like the way your partner looks. He said, you want to fuck my partner? <laughs> Say why do why do I give a damn? Would you care what he looked like? Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, but that shit was hilarious. But he didn't have no comeback for that shit at all. Man, so this is this is um this is a this is pretty dope because it's like you got these two guys right, and to me. The difference between this and well, I'm not going to just say the difference, but the pros and cons between this Mm -hmm. and bad boys is just the fact that you already kind of have a backstory with this one, 
right? You are if you are a fan of Miami Vice, you kind of already you you a little bit more familiar with these guys than you are with Bad Boys. But to me, I would like to know with you, did you see any similarities with the way the characters were set up? the situations that they had going on, stuff like that. Because to me, I kind of seen some similarities similarities between Sonny and Tubbs. And to me, I felt like Tubbs would have been in Marcus's position and Sonny was more like Mike. Um, I can see that. I can see that. And I can see the similarities that you came up with. I think that I think that you are right. Sonny would be more of the of the Mike character. And with them both being based in Miami, the mm. only difference is, well, the thing about Bad Boys, they, they never really went undercover. I right. mean, now, Marcus had to go undercover, but he just had to be Mike Lowry for a while. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but they did they did a small stint undercover where they was with the KKK too. Don't forget about that part. This is true. Very small, very small. But they, but then, like I say, they never really, they never really gave us like the whole background of the shit of like how yeah. they even fucking. I mean, they they had on hoods the whole time. Nobody even knew who they mm-hmm. were. So, but the extravagant cases that they worked on are similar. Yeah. It's just the fact that Miami Vice, these motherfuckers are really going undercover and they're actually right. going in, being some shit that they wasn't because in Bad Boys. They got the bus. Like the whole movie is about this one bus that they made. Now mm-hmm. we don't know how they made the bus. Right. It didn't say if they went undercover or not. Right. They just show us all of these drugs getting stolen out of the fucking evidence locker. Well, not mm-hmm. it wasn't a locker, but in the evidence room that they had, and they were just like, "Yo, this is y'all bus. Y'all go back and y'all go get the shit that y'all already mm-hmm. busted for." So. But I think that there are similarities, kind of, sort of, with it being in Miami, with it being involved in drugs, with it being, if you put two, they had to, you know, travel to another country and all that type shit. But Mm -hmm. we got to talk about how fucking great Tubbs is, okay? Tubbs can fucking drive a speedboat. Mm -hmm. He can fly a motherfucking plane. Mm -hmm. He is an expert. It seemed like he was the expert in everything. And then he was the one that was with Trudy, and Trudy was the person that was a part of the team that was just really putting together all of these fake profiles to, yeah. to you know what I'm saying, nobody can really figure out like who their real identities are and all she this type like of shit. The, the IT person on the team. Yeah, she was definitely yeah. the IT person on the team. And then you know, the whole scene where they <laughs> were sitting there talking, and then he was like, you know, trust your work. But she was like, mm-hmm. yo, yeah, I trust my work. But at the same time, when my, when my dude has said, you know, the best of luck to y'all families, and then he calls Trudy and, like, she was like, thank you for the flowers. He's like, mm-hmm. fucking flowers. I ain't seen you no flowers. And then come to find out dude sent them flowers. So I could see how she was questioning her work because it's like, how the fuck did they find out where we stand yeah. that quick? This was less than I think she said what three hours or some shit like that. Mm-hmm. Like they figured out where she stayed in three hours, so she was just like, "It's a matter of time where they can figure out who, you know, we really are and all of this type shit." Mm-hmm. But there, th- now that you say that, I wish that we would have got a little bit more background 
yeah. of Marcus and Mike, knowing how they ended up getting those busts and things like that, did they actually go undercover? But I think the whole job of going undercover, like even when you think about something like, you know, saying in too deep or some shit like that, mm-hmm. like watching movies about <clears throat> people going undercover, if they really like lose themselves. And I don't think that Sonny lost himself. I just think that Sonny fell in love with a girl in three days. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? <laughs> and wanted to save her. And I don't I don't know. I don't know. I kind of sh- I kind of went away from the question, but what what are the similarities that, that you feel, you know what I'm saying, that was is it something that I missed that you saw or what? Like what did you have to say on that? Well, it, it's not necessarily nothing that you missed. It was just more so like as I'm as I'm watching it, I'm just kind of having that same feel of the way Bad Boys was, the kind of the way it was shot. It's a it's a lot more um it's a lot less gloomy than what Miami Vice was and they're not like for, like you said, the 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 whole undercover thing kind of puts a, a different spin on it because like they in nightclubs and they dealing with you know what I'm saying like the actual traffickers and talking to them and then you know what I'm saying like and and then you also have like you said Tubbs who is efficient at everything and then they had Trudy and um, Bad Boys I forgot what John Sally name was in it but they had him you know what I'm saying and he was a, a ex I think he was the ex con in that one. But yeah, like, you know, yeah. what I'm you had you had all you had a little a couple of like different things, but it was a lot of similarity in that. And then you know, what I'm saying like the the fact that they were detectives, but they were on a specific task force. You know, what I'm saying like, well, in Bad Boys, they were detectives, but they were on a specific task force to where they went after high profile. You know, what I'm saying situations like these. Now the the thing in Bad Boys, I believe, was they were going after. Um, oh man, I forgot what dude's name was. Are you talking about the first one or the second one? The first one. I forgot what dude's name was. Because old girl was involved in the first one, which was kind of a similarity to me in that one too, because Mike kind of, you know what I'm saying, had a little thing with her, even though they really wasn't a thing, but you know what I'm saying, they had a little flirtatious thing going on the same way that Isabella and um and Crockett had going on, you know what I mean? Um, yeah. Only difference was in this, Isabella was married to the dude or whatever, and you know what I'm saying, like they was actually going after some murderers, but the other dude, he wasn't a murderer, he just was like just this big drug guy. And of course, this one was a, a drug and arms dealer, but it was some murders tied up in this in this story in Miami Vice. So, like, it was just I just seen some similarities there. I thought that was super interesting, especially to bring up and and you know what I'm saying have a slight little conversation about because you know when you think about something like you know what I'm saying like being a, a detective in Miami, like these are the stories that of course you're going to bring up because that's what's prevalent. And that's the, you know what I'm saying? The main thing or the cliche thing to do, but just the fact that to me, as I was watching it, it kind of gave me that, that vibe of bad boys, even though, you know what I'm saying? I know that this was something that was already done, but I felt like 
they definitely took a little bit from Bad Boys to kind of add to the grittiness of it, at least. <clears throat> yeah, this was definitely gritty, man. It wasn't really any kind of comedy type shit. It wasn't mm-hmm. no one-liners that was put in here. They really made this movie super serious. And like you said, it was really gloomy. Like, it, it kind of looked like it's like watching it on the like a like a modern TV. Like it seems yeah. like it's not as clear. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but I man. think that they did that purposely. I don't think that there was you know cheap cameras or anything like that. No, absolutely, I agree. I definitely yeah. agree because like even the scene where um it was the it was the nighttime scene where they you know what I'm saying they went to go uh, I forgot what they was doing was they rescuing somebody? What res- rescuing uh, Trudy? I think so. It was the it was the scene at night when they when they was going in with the guns and all that, and it was yeah. Uh, it was when they got her from the trailer park. Yeah, like so. Even that scene in itself, like if you look at that scene, the way that that scene is shot, right? Like that one, you could tell it had no filter on it. This was strictly just a nighttime scene. And then the area that they was in, you could tell it was just like super dark in the area. But the way that they shot it. They shot it so well that it felt like you were there in the, you know, it's like you was there with them going on that rescue mission. You know what I'm saying? So I think the way yeah. that it was shot and especially with the greediness and everything else, it added to, you know what I'm saying, the drama of the movie and every, and you know what I'm saying, and made it, I mean, this, this was a great movie. Don't get me wrong. I just think that that added to it to make it even more um, suspenseful. Uh, quick question though. So, Knowing that my the the Miami Vice TV show is kind of like a plucky, you know what I'm saying, like comedy slash, you know what I'm saying, um, detective, uh, I guess you could say sleuth show. Mm-hmm. Them going from what that was to making this, what did you think about that? I I think it was more of. Michael Mann's idea in the fact of I think what he wanted to do, and I don't know the man, but I'm right. just you know this is just my opinion. I think that he was enamored with the characters, and mm-hmm. I think that people are familiar with the characters. So I think that he just kind of wanted to use these characters, but make something that was his own. Because, like you said, the show very bright and is giving you comedic shit, but this one is very gloomy, very dark. I think that he just really wanted to keep those characters and then come up with his own thing because when you think of like moving drugs and cocaine and all this type of shit, I mean, come on, mm-hmm. you think Miami. You know, especially right. if you're thinking about the United States. So and I cocaine. think that, yeah. So I think that he just really, in my opinion, I think he was just like, yo, the best way to do like this type of movie is just basically I can, I can bring in an audience like mm-hmm. people who grew up in the 80s and 90s know about Miami Vice. You know what I'm saying? This is the early 2000s. Let's just bring these characters back with my own story. Yeah. Because now what I don't know because I never seen the show, I don't know if this was an episode, but they no, just This is this is pretty much just like a like this is a I wouldn't say an episode, but this is just pretty much like a, a synopsis of what you would read about Miami Vice. You know what I'm saying? Like this yeah. is something that would happen modern day if Miami Vice was modern day. And that's how I kind of looked at the movie. Um, so for me, seeing that 
it was that's why I said it was super interesting because of the turn that they took. And that's another thing that made me think of Bad Boys was the fact that it was so dramatic and at the same time it was suspenseful with the action and everything else. And what I also thought about was how interesting this would be because if you if you ever seen like older TV shows that they've turned into movies, like they've did it with like Starsky and Hutch, they turned it into a comedy. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like stuff like that. I or like Dukes of Hazard, they turned that into a comedy. You know what I mean? Like, um, what's the other one? Um, with the family, they got rich with hitting the oil field. Dallas? The, uh, no, oh. the Beverly Hillbillies. They turned that into oh. a comedy, right? You know what I'm saying? Like, I Dream a Genie. That, they came out with the movie for that. Turned that into a comedy. So, like, all of these older shows, they ended up turning into comedies. And this one, which was super interesting, is the fact that they he found a way to make this dramatic, suspenseful, strictly action. I thought about if they would take the comedic route, do you think it would have been more like Lethal Weapon? You know what I'm saying? Like in that vein of movie, because Lethal Weapon has some comedic stuff going on in it. But yeah. it was it was definitely an action movie. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, so I, I how did you how do you think about that? Um <laughs> I, I like the route that it took on this one. I yeah. think it I think it made it more serious. I think it made it more believable because mm-hmm. there's not a lot of funny games, there's not a lot of laughing. You know what I'm saying? In this line of business, especially when it goes into going undercover and then starting the way that the movie even started in the first place. Like they were undercover to do a bust on, you know what I'm saying, prostitution and shit. Absolutely. And then they completely left that because they got a phone call from Alfonso and he's like, yo, like these people are gonna kill my family because they mm-hmm. figured out who I am. So then they just completely let that case go and then went undercover. Now that right there. I think you really, really have to be dedicated to your job because to see what happened to Alfonso, to see his whole fucking family gets murdered because they figured out who he is and they don't even know how they figured this out. So to to even go undercover and to deal with the FBI because the FBI guy, apparently they didn't do their shit right. Yeah. They supposed to be smarter than the fucking criminal. You know what I'm saying? It's the FBI. So the FBI asked for these two dudes to go undercover like even even taking that case was a very dangerous thing to do. Absolutely. But I but to what you said earlier, I think this was a fan base thing because there are there's a unit in cops that are called Vice. You know what I'm saying? This mm-hmm. is just the one that's in Miami. So right. I think that he wanted to do, you know what I'm saying, a a cocaine or heroin story or whatever the case may be about two dudes going undercover. I just think that he chose Miami Vice is because the char- people know who the characters are. Yeah. And it's just yeah. like I can bring I can bring in that crowd. All the people that watch this fucking TV show, I can bring all those people in to watch this movie. But I like the fact that they made it more dramatic and more serious because I don't think there's anything funny about what they were doing. Because any false move like you're, mm-hmm. you're done, mm-hmm. and I don't think there's anything funny about that. No, and I agree, but the the reason that I that made me think of that is like I said, those older TV shows, right? And the the approach that they took to those, right? So like Starsky and Hutch, 
if you ever watch the old Starsky and Hutch show, it's not a comedy show. It's it's yeah. kind of in the same vein of what my the old Miami Vice was. And the fact that they were able to take that and turn it into a comedy, I thought was brilliant because the the first thing that they were able to do was they were able to keep it within its time period, right? And so Starsky and Hutch, for anybody who haven't seen it, is like an old 70s, like 70s, 80s show or whatever. And they were able to keep it within that time period. Dukes of Hazard, right? They were able to keep it within that time period because they made it a comedy. And I thought it was interesting that they decided to take a modern approach on this one when, in all actuality, they could have turned this into a comedy and kept it in 80s Miami, which to me I thought would have been very interesting to see with Jamie Foxx. And we already know his background is in comedy. We already know that's what he, you know, he does. And him, you know what I'm saying, taking a comedic role, but also playing this, this um this character who's able to do all of these things and then you got a guy like Colin Farrell who we've seen him in comedy so we know he can do it you know what I'm saying it's not like he's he's not able to and to be able to see those two work that out in that vein I think that that would have been super duper interesting because I mean like for instance we had the 18. Dude, I was just about to say that. I was waiting for you to stop. I was like, but they kept it the same though. They kind of kept it the same, but you got they made it modern, but yeah, and that's what I'm saying. But you still had that same level of action, and then like in the 18, it was some comedic, you know, saying things going on there, but you still excuse me, they were still able to keep that because of that's what the 18 was, and that's what I was saying, like keeping it as to what Miami Vice was. I wanted to see, you know what I'm saying, if that was I, I would like to see that happen because I felt like that was super duper possible after knowing that other um other remakes and other renditions of you know what I'm saying former TV shows turned movies were able to, you know what I'm saying, be in that lane. So it I, I just think it would, would have been interesting to see this as a comedy. I, I see what you're saying. But you know what I'm saying, but you're a comedy guy though. Yeah, you know what I mean. So, absolutely. but um, I I, I like I like the dark. I mean, even the way they shot it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, like to me, it wouldn't if they was gonna shoot it the way that they shot it. I don't think it would have made sense to make it. No, absolutely, yeah, absolutely comedy. not. Because absolutely not. they they made they made it all dark. You know what I'm saying? It's just like um, when we did the Batman and we were talking about the Batman. Like that movie was shot dark, and that whole movie was dark, and. Well, the only thing about that, right? The only thing about Batman is like you have to shoot the Batman like that. You yeah, have no but way. but the, the the new one though, the Batman, that yeah. that whole it, it wasn't. Even look, I love the Dark Knights. Don't get me mm-hmm. wrong. They but the way that they did the Batman by you know really making us realize the the detective part of Batman. Like, they really, really zoomed in on that, and they zoomed in on the dark version of him. Like, that was the angry version of Batman. Absolutely. So, it was always dark. It was always rainy. It was just, it was just a really, really, really dark movie. And like I told you beforehand, 
I didn't think I was going to like this shit because I didn't think that Robert Pattinson was going to be a good Batman. I was completely wrong about that shit. But I think that this movie wouldn't have been... Uh, even though it doesn't seem like it's a movie that really got like a lot of success because I don't hear a lot of people talking about Miami Vice. Right. I personally liked the movie. I liked the way that you know, it was done and the way that it was shot. After the at, around the time that it came out, it had a lot of praise. Because remember, this is I think this was a part of Jamie Foxx's run. Mm-hmm. So let me let me double check just to make sure. But I believe around this time it was getting it was getting a lot of you know what I'm saying attention. People were really you know talking okay. about it. So, because well, this is the thing. You you look at Jamie Foxx. Okay, 2004, you got Breaking All the Rules. You got Collateral. You got Ray. All in the same fucking year. Then you got Stealth in 2005. Yeah. You got Jarhead yeah, in 2005. This, this room. Yeah, yeah he, his album came out in 2005. And then, you know what I'm saying? And then, you know what I'm saying? He had Miami Vice coming out in 2006. And he had Dream Girls in 2006. So, yeah, then, yeah he was then, in the middle of his run. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And it, well, this is the beginning if you think about it, because right, like like you said, let's go to, let's go where it started. Let's 2004, okay. Mm-hmm. So in 2004, he does Redemption. That's the Stanley Tookie Williams movie, right? And then he does Breaking All the Rules, which isn't necessarily like the the you know what I'm saying the 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 height yet. But it's getting there because that's the one with like Gabrielle Union and all them all star black cast, that type shit, right? Then you get collateral, which he's playing a serious role, and we finally see him um on a on a major, major screen, like for real, for real this time. And mm-hmm. then you get Ray, and this is like boom, this is this is where he takes off. Yeah. Um and we already know what Ray did. Then this is this is now where he's box office. So then you get stealth, and then you get jarhead, um, and then you get Miami Vice, you get Dream Girls, you know what I'm saying? You get the Kingdom, you get the Soloist, you get Law Abiding Citizen, um, Valentine's Day, and then that's where it started to edge off, and then like he was in due date, he had a nice comeback with Rio, horrible bosses. You know what I'm saying? Like, and then he hits it again with Django. Then White House down. So it's like, this is the beginning of it. You know what I'm saying? So at this time, like, he is on fire. No pun intended. No, no, no. Like, you're, you're right. You're right. And I, and I think that, you know, looking at a guy like Colin Farrell, I mean, as far as even movies I've seen. He was also on fire, too. Well, the thing is, I don't know if I want to say fire. Like, okay, so he did, like, in 2002, he did Hearts War. Then he did Minority Report. And then he did Phone Booth, Recruit, Daredevil, all came out. And SWAT all came out in 2003. But, like, mm-hmm. for me, you know what I'm saying, when I look at 2004 and 2005, you know what I'm saying, kind of slow. It's not really, you know what I'm saying? No, no, no. You wrong. Man, what? What? No, the I New World? What Alexander? Alexander? Bro, this shit was critically acclaimed. Man, they loved this movie, bro. Well, they probably did. Absolutely. Let me let me just let me tell you, right? So it won six awards, but 
where's the number? There we go. Nominations. That's what I'm looking for. He got. Oh, okay. Never mind. This is not the right movie. Then this ain't the movie I'm thinking of. You are right. Uh, my apologies. You are right. I think you're thinking about Troy or something. No, it's not Troy. It's another movie about Alexander that's like that, but it's that's not the one. So never mind. Wrong one. So no, you are right. He he is kind of a. Um, Just kind I mean, of middle of the road. It ain't it ain't bad. Like he's working. But yeah, you you know what you you are actually right. This is this is like the 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 simmering. Well, I guess like when the the simmering is going down because um I'm trying to see where he picks it like really picks it up at. Like Daredevil was cool, but it didn't really do like what everybody thought it was gonna do. I thought Alexander was the one, but that's not the one. Um, you got Miami Vice right, and then. Um, you go into like a couple other movies where he's not really the guy. I think Triage was a good one. Um, and then in 2011, I think that's where it kind of hit because you got Horrible Bosses, you got Fright Night, um, yeah. you got Total Recall. Total Recall. That, you know what I'm saying? He did a voiceover for Epic. You know what I'm saying? You got Saving Mr. Banks. Um, you got. He was in True Detective, um, the Fantastic Beast movie. So yeah, he this is where it's picking up around yeah, like two thousand ten. We got Widows, um, the Dumbo movie. Um, he was in Artemis Fowl. So like, yeah. So around two thousand ten is where he kind of caught his fire. Yeah. So yeah, I, I think I think that for especially for Colin, I think that Miami Vice was really needed. And and mm -hmm. now that I think about it, I think it was a little buzz to it around then, but like to me, it kind of it really kind of fell off kind of quickly. Um, yeah. But honestly, to me, man, this movie this movie was really good, and I like the way that they that they set it up, man, because for for them to and 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 it's really like I said earlier in the podcast, I need to get into it, man, because Sonny. That that to me is is really a dirtbag move, okay? Because mm -hmm. knowing that this girl is is you know what I'm saying hanging around the boss the way that she is, we don't know if they together or not. And then you know what I'm saying old girl was forced to you know what I'm saying give the box up to old dude when she didn't want to. You know what I'm saying mm -hmm. when she when he took the coat off of her and all that type shit. Yeah. So. So like she had said to him, she was like, yo, like I'm a businesswoman, but yet being a businesswoman, you still kind of got to give up the draws when you don't want to and shit. But to completely leave your man, because the first time that you left your man was y'all sitting there having a meeting with Jose and shit, and he, you just get up in the middle of the fucking meeting, just walk mm -hmm. out, get on the fucking speedboat and take off with her. Then you'd be missing for like two fucking days Y'all mm -hmm. are in fucking love all of a sudden, talking mm -hmm. about, you know what I'm saying, taking showers and shit. Now, does it then you come back when it's time for a deal? My man, like, yo, where you been? Like, my thing is, yo, you could have called, sent a text, something. You know what I'm saying? Like, let me know what the fuck is going on. So then they go into the meeting, and then you bring the rest of the crew. You bring Trudy. You know what I'm saying? You bring, uh, uh, what's my girl's name? You bring Gina. You bring like you know what I'm saying the other detectives and all this type of shit, 
And then you on the dance floor, all lubby-dubby and shit. You got mm-hmm. my man Jose over here crying in a corner because he been wanting no girl the whole time. He mm-hmm. tearing up and shit. Yo, while I'm on that, John Ortiz, this man. mother is quietly out here doing his damn thing, yo. The perfect, the quietly. perfect bad guy. The perfect he, bad guy. Yes, he plays Braga and motherfucking Fast and Furious Five. Mm-hmm. He's in. He's the, the the cop that gets you know what I'm saying strung up on uh, strung out on drugs and American gangster. This mm-hmm. dude was in Silver's Line in his playbook. You never seen it, but that movie is highly acclaimed. That movie was yeah. really dope. Absolutely. This dude, this dude was in Aliens vs Predator. My man was mm-hmm. in. Um. Yeah. Yeah. He was in that joint. Um. What else? My man was in. Uh. He was I in Peppermint. Yeah, he was in Clo- he was in the Cloverfield Paradox joint. Like he's quietly out here. I don't doing- remember him in Cloverfield Paradox. Dude, he was in Kong Skulls Island. I don't remember him in that either. That's what I'm saying. He was in Black Hat. I seen Black Hat, but um, he was in the Finest Hour. Like he's quietly out here, mm-hmm. fucking being in a lot of yeah. shit, dude. Absolutely. Um, now he's never like the main role, but right. he's but usually have an important role. Like he was important yeah, in this movie. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He's always he's the perfect bad guy. Yeah, and so he's over there crying <clears throat> in a corner. He's video. You know what I'm saying? He got this shit recorded. Then he shows the boss and shit. Like, mm-hmm. look at this. But my thing is, like, Sonny, what you doing? Like, you're compromising the fucking I mean, shit. So can you? Okay, so this is the thing, right? And like, this is this is what irks me and drives me mad when we see movies like this, because. When you see, like, for instance, um, when you see, like, movies where the there's, like, a duo, detectives, like, one dude is happily married or happily in a relationship, and then, like, the other dude is, like, this playboy who's just out and about, that, and once again, it, it never fails. Same thing with Bad Boys. Same thing with Lethal Weapon. Like, this is this is like the, the cookie cutter of, of, you know what I'm saying, like buddy cop shit. Mm-hmm. And then, like, the one, the one single guy, he falls in love. And it's like, it's, it's always the wrong love to have. You know what I'm saying? In Bad Boys, you know what I'm saying? Mike fell in love with Marcus's sister. Uh, and Lethal Weapon, um, um, Riggs, Riggs. He fell in love. Yeah, he fell in love with uh, the secondary lady. Oh, well, oh, yeah. I was. I thought you were thinking. You know about, I was thinking about the first one. No, nah, when I he was, when he fell in love with a secondary a secretary lady that worked with the company of the guy that he was trying to bring down. Exactly, that's what I'm saying. Like, so it's it's it. They always use that to add to it, and it's like it's cool. But it's like we, we you, you got to come up with something else, you know what I'm saying? Like I think the the dopest spin on it all was the Bad Boys, where they find out that Marcus's sister is working with the fucking FBI. To it's me, that funny. was like the the best spin. It's funny that you went there and didn't go when he fell in love with Isabella and Bad Boys for Life. Like the very the very first time he went undercover. And how he got his whole identity is when he was undercover and fell in love with the 
with the Creole lady well, or whatever she was. To me, because I don't remember when he was uh, in that one. I don't think he was with Marcus yet, was he? No, no. This is him yeah, fresh see, out of the force. Yeah. Okay. That's I'll I mean. like, I'm saying. I'm saying just like when they're teamed up. You know what I'm saying? Like when they actually working together. This shit True. always seems to happen. So to me, like them using this is, is at this point is cliche. You know what I'm saying? I, you would, it wouldn't be as good as it is if he didn't dip his toe in the lava. And and it's not. It's the only problem that I had with it was like, yo, keep this shit under wraps. You know what I'm saying? Like, we we had a meeting here mm-hmm. with Jose. Why would you be on the floor? You know what I'm saying? Not just dancing. Just dancing. That ain't shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It was the way they was dancing. Face-to-face contact, looking at each other like they ain't fucking Absolutely. love and shit. That's Absolutely. what, that was the thing where it's like, come on, dude. So then, when they fucking jack her ass up and bring her to that, that drop, when they was doing the drop, and then they do the switch, and then she finds out she see the fucking badge hanging from his neck. First mm-hmm. of all, Calm your ass down. We're in the middle of a shootout. You attacking me in the middle of a damn shootout, and I gotta mm-hmm. fucking shrug you off. You know what I'm saying? Get three seconds so I can get. You know what I'm saying a headshot. Yeah. Like, like, come on, man. Calm your ass down. Then he has to fucking put on handcuffs because she started beating his ass in the car and shit. Yeah. Bitch, you supposed to be locked up right now. I'm saving your life, <laughs> and but you're just trying that- to beat me up. But that's what I'm saying. It adds to everything. Like you gotta, you gotta put yourself in them shoes. Like the fact that you, you, because he's not the only one falling in love in this shit. She's falling in love as well. And yeah. so as this is happening, you know, in the situation like this, trust and loyalty is is super important. You know yes. what I mean? And when you in that kind of environment, you like you find out like motherfucker, you a police? Like wait a minute, you could have fucked all this shit up. Like she probably thinking like I could have lost you. I could have anything could have. I could have got killed for fucking with you. Yeah. Even though I could still get killed for fucking with you, but I really could have got fucked up for fucking with you. And they find out you the police. You know what I'm saying? So like you kind of got a filler on that. Yeah, she got up real quick though, because when he oh, took her to that house, you know what I'm saying? Now she want to be all lovey dovey and, and you know my dude's like, oh, uh, you know I knew it was too good to be true and all mm-hmm. this type of shit. And I think that also is giving you like one of the downsides of being undercover is the fact of you meet people, you meet people, you know what I'm saying? When you undercover being this other person Mm -hmm. and you actually start developing feelings, but you can't be with the people, you know, they just like, uh, they they don't, you're not even the person you, you, or you're not the person you're portraying to be anyway. Yes. And Oh man, I'm trying to think of that movie. There's one movie. Um, you know what? It it was in too deep. So the first case that they had, mm-hmm. um, Omar Epps was real cool with this uh with this girl that was uh she was a Latino girl, mm-hmm. and then he tried to talk to the bosses about like, yo, look, the sister ain't got nothing to do with it. Like he was mm-hmm. like, you know what I'm saying? Let her go and just you know what I'm saying harass her brothers and shit like that. And she mm-hmm. was the one. Who kind of blew his cover when he mm-hmm. got, you know what I'm saying, undercover with God and all that type of shit. Because she was yeah. like, yo, I know that dude. And when they, she was remember um when she was in the club and she was like, yo, mm-hmm. like who's that guy right there? She was like, I know him. 
And it was because of a case that he had did. And that girl, because I think that was in like Ohio or some shit like that. But then he mm-hmm. went to go undercover in New York and shit like that. So you you meet these people and you end up developing feelings for some of these people sometimes. Absolutely. But because of your job and what you went under for, you can't maintain a relationship like that. See, Trudy and and um, Tubbs could because they work Yeah, because they absolutely. And that's what I'm saying. So, like, it makes, to me, like, having that dynamic to where, you know, and then you got to remember his character is a loose cannon anyway. You know what I'm saying? That's evident from him pulling out a fucking grenade, you know what I'm yeah. saying, in the middle of a fucking shootout. Who does that? But just, like, that type of shit. And then you you add on to the fact that he, you know what I'm saying, disappearing off with this chick who could super put us in danger and really get us all fucked up if they find out that child, you know what I'm saying, doing some shit y'all ain't supposed to be doing or, or you know what I mean, in that kind of relationship. Like, it... It, that that's the the to me that adds to the suspense of the movie that adds to you know what I'm saying the greediness of it all as well and then and, you know what I'm saying to, go ahead and I, I like that they showed the conversation that they had when he was like yo yeah. like he was like do you know what you're doing and he was like you know you're not in too deep are you and he was like yo he's like are you questioning me he was like dude you my you my guy you my partner I would never question you I trust your mm-hmm. judgment but it was just a fact of I felt like that was a conversation that needed to be had because he was like, yo, Absolutely. like, you know, you you kind of going off the rails a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're not talking to me about anything. Mm-hmm. He was like, look, I trust you. You know what I'm saying? You're my guy. But, like, I just, you know, I just wanted to make sure to wheel you in. And I don't know yeah. if if that had to do with maybe there was a case in the past that they worked on where he kind of went under a little too deep. And he was just like, yo, like, you know, do we need to have a conversation? Do I need to wheel you in? That yeah. part we don't know unless right. I don't know if this have anything to do with the with the characters from the 80s TV show where, you know, when Don Johnson was him, maybe he kind of went in too deep a few times. I don't know because I didn't mm-hmm. watch the show. But it felt like that little conversation that they had, it felt like Tubbs was like, yo, like, you know, there was one time, you know what I'm saying, you kind of yeah. kind of went too far. So, like, I just wanted to, you know, see if I need to wheel you in real quick. So, it was a very small scene. A lot of people might have didn't notice it, but it was just yeah. a real little quick conversation that they had. I thought that was important to add to the movie. Absolutely. That was that is a, a very, very great point, man. Um, So, before we end this thing, bro, you got anything else to add? Uh, not um. I I thought that the the one thing that we didn't really talk too much about was like the whole shootout and going to go save Trudy, like yeah. that whole scene of you know what I'm saying when when it's it's not the fact that they got made. It was just when that when they was doing when they was you know on that big ass ship and they trying to you know unload the drugs and all that type of shit. They get the phone call from the dude and, and you know, tell them that they got Trudy or whatever and we want y'all to brand the drugs and all that type shit. So they got her in the fucking trailer park I'm saying, with a bomb around her neck and shit. Mm-hmm. And so they go save Trudy. Trudy flips out, starts stumping the dude after they take, you know, save her and then she get fucking blown up. Like, 
watching, like, I think Jamie, this is an underrated performance that he gave mm-hmm. in this. And I think because of how great, and this is the one thing that does kind of suck about being in movies and shit like that and continuing your career. Because when you have that hit, I think watching him and Ray, mm-hmm. I think that people didn't notice how good of a job he did in this because of how great he was in Ray. And that, well, and that's what I'm saying. Like to me, at the time, I think I think he was getting his praise. Like I think this because I remember this movie doing well. I remember them talking about this movie, like because you got to remember, like when whenever they do remakes like this, these usually get like some eyes on them because this. Yeah. And then it's not the. And, and remember, we talking about how they changed the tone of the whole. The, the whole premise and well not the premise I'm sorry but they changed the tone um of the whole theme of everything they turned it from something that was you know what I'm saying light and, and airy into something like super dark yeah so I, I think this one it, it, it got a lot of um it got a lot of attention um let me see it won a BT award <laughs> I'm not laughing. It was just the way that you said it. Cause I, I, I mean, I, I don't see too many like award awards, but like it definitely was one of those movies that like I remember like when the trailer came out for this, people was you know what I'm saying they wanted to go see this. You know what yeah. I'm saying when when it was when it came out, it was one of those movies that people were like, yeah, this this is a good movie. It didn't get as much acclaim as Ray, but I think this this did pretty well. Yeah, and and I I just wanted to sing like because like I thought that the whole like saving Trudy, her getting mm-hmm. blown up, going to the hospital with her, and having the the emotions to go out and do this damn exchange and all That's of this weird. type shit, not knowing. If she was okay or not, because she was in a coma when he left. Yeah, you know what I'm saying to go do that. So I just, I just thought that I think that this movie is very, very underrated, and I think that his performance in this movie is not talked about as much. I think because for most people, we just seen him come off of his best performance. Like, let's Absolutely. like first that's of all, like that's yeah. hands down that that was his, the best performance that he gave. Yeah, yeah, and I think that. Seeing him in Miami Vice, it might be like, yeah, but you murdered Ray, though. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? I think it was like one of those situations. But I think he killed this shit. Yeah, I agree. I think they both did. Yeah, I uh, think so, too. Because I yeah, was excited yeah. to see this because, like, for me, coming off of Phone Booth, I thought Phone Booth was good. Phone Booth was amazing. And so when I seen these two together, I was like, yo, yeah. like, I think this movie's going to be all right. So, yeah, I was down. I was really really ready to see Miami Vice and like I said I, I think the darkness of it is good I think the mm-hmm. serious of it is good because I mean even when you look at my top five yeah you know what I'm saying it's it's, it's dark serious mm-hmm. shit you know what I'm saying yeah. like that's yeah. what this was and um so yeah I really really fought with Miami Vice man like if yeah. if we was to 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 stretch the list out to like 50 or some shit Miami Vice yeah. is in there for me. That's interesting. Like I, re- I really fuck with this movie. 
That's interesting. Um, you brought up Phone Book. Phone Book was an amazing movie. First and foremost, you well, gotta phone, book. phone Book. Did I say book? Phone Book? No, oh. I said Phone Book. Um, <laughs> <laughs> phone Book was an amazing movie. The creativeness around Phone Booth was automatically the that's what reeled me in. The only other um the to me the uh, only other movie that that's like that that I um that I watched that I could think of was uh, Vantage Point. Oh, you talking about with Dennis Quaid and um, Forrest Whitaker? No, no, no. That's no, that's Vantage. Then, oh man, oh, what what was the name of that movie? You talking about the uh, the car movie one? No, it had um. Hold on, I'm about to I'm about to I'm about to tell you what it's called because it might not be called Vantage Point. But it had vanished something in it, I believe. Um, it has Sam Worthington in it. And it is called... Um, give me a minute, give me a minute, give me a minute, give me a minute. Yeah, so I think I was right. Yeah, the movie I'm talking about is, is Vantage Point, but that's, that's Dennis Quaid. That's Dennis yeah, Quaid and yeah, uh, yeah. and uh, Forrest Whitaker. Man on the ledge. That's, that's what it's called. Man on the oh, ledge. Oh, man on the ledge. Yeah, 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 yeah. Man on the ledge. That's what. Yeah. That's what I'm. That's what I'm thinking. I don't know why I'm calling it Vantage Point. I'm thinking of something else. But Man on the Ledge is what made me think of. Uh, I mean, a Man on the Ledge to me, the creativeness of that movie is kind of like what the creativeness of a uh, phone booth. A phone booth. Yeah. yeah. Got you. That makes sense. That was a that was a dope ass premise for a movie. Even though that didn't get too much uh notoriety, I think because I heard a lot of people say the shit was trash. Like even when I watched it, like I watched it with my ex-wife and she was like, I didn't like it. I'm like, this shit was fire. <laughs> I was like, I don't know what you talking about. That shit was fire to me. I thought that shit was dope to be able to, you know what I'm saying, do all of that shit in the and just stick in that particular location. Like it's not too many people who can do movies like that. Like even with, with Ryan Reynolds and uh, what was it, Buried Alive? I think it was just Buried. Buried, yeah. Like I thought that was dope. You know what I'm saying? For him to to be able to do that, that's that's some real acting. Yeah. You're, you're All right, right, man. So let's get into it, man. It's Fire Flame time. You ready? Let's do it. Yoga Fire. Yoga flame. All right, man. So what's your rating? All right, man. So first and foremost, man, the cast. Man, I think the cast was really, really good, man. You know what I'm saying? You got Jamie Foxx, Colin Farrell. Um, you know what I'm saying? We got um what's her name? Was it Elizabeth Rodriguez? You know what I'm saying? She ended up mm -hmm. being in um she she playing a lot of shit, but most people know her for Orange is the New Black. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? John Ortiz. Like it was a well put together cast. I thought it was well shot, even though of all the things that we hear about what happened off screen and shit like that. Michael Mann film, yeah. Michael Mann does this shit. But man, I'm gonna give this a four point five. Like I said, okay. I've I've always been a huge fan of Miami Vice. Uh, not the TV show, but the movie, mm -hmm. the way it was put together. Um, and the thing is, even though it's two hours and seventeen minutes. It moves fast. It don't feel I like didn't that. say yeah, that. Say it don't. It don't feel like. Yeah, that at all. it really it, it moves fast. 
That's what I'm saying. Like, even though it's a long movie, it it does not drag. It's yeah. and and I think that they did a really really That's good job of doing that. that. Yeah, that is interesting that you bring that up though. Because now that I'm thinking about it, even the even the dialogue parts, they don't drag either. That and it don't matter how long they're talking for. If everything feels well, not rushed, but everything is like is amped up. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you are definitely right about that. Yeah, man. So yeah, I'm, I'm gonna give it a four point five, man. Mm. Um, so I'm gonna take a step below you. Um, the casting is great. I think that um to change it into such a dramatic action to me, I think that's why I'm kind of bringing it down. Because like I said, I would have loved to see this as a action comedy. Mm-hmm. especially with Colin Farrell, especially with Jamie Foxx, to see those two. And I would really love to see Jamie Foxx, especially, you know what I'm saying, with them keeping it in the 80s, him, you know what I'm saying, having to wear the 80s clothing and, you know what I'm saying, like really, you know what I'm saying, doing the, the tubs, you know what I'm saying, that we see. From, having a mini afro. Yeah, like, you know what I'm saying, seeing Colin Farrell play the, you know what I'm saying, the super cool and he looked like he was in the 80s anyway. That's my point. With that so long saying, hair and that mustache. Like to me, I would like, yeah, just like with the super cop mustache. Like to me, I think that would have been, I think that would have been more uh I think it would have been more received than it had been. You know what I'm saying? If if I'm making sense saying that. But um, I'm gonna mm-hmm. give it a four. I enjoyed it. It's like you said, is it it doesn't drag. Um the action in it is beautiful. Like I said, that scene in the in the trailer part, that's a that is that is a, a a class on filmography. Like if you if you are somebody who likes to do camera work and videography and stuff like that, like bro, go watch that scene for sure. Study that scene because what they did with that, like I said, it feels like you're there in the in the movie with them during that scene. So I, I thought that was genius. So yeah, I'm giving it a four. Cool. I ain't mad at it. All right, man. So let's go ahead and get into the coming soon. Let's do it. Coming soon to own on video and DVD. All right. So the next episode, man, Um, I'm not sure if you guys can hear it, but you know what I'm saying? S. Dot is over there stumping his feet and clapping his hands. You know he- <laughs> To this episode, man. I know this one. This is right in his wheelhouse. Um, not only are we bringing you what we're watching, but we are going to cover the original screen movie, um, which had everybody in a fucking tizzy when it came out, man. Man, um, this this was that. This was this was the one. It really was. West, and, and this is when everybody was like, man, Wes ain't got it no more, man. They're like, all he got, they was like, man, all Wes got is is motherfucking um, Freddy. He, he he lost his edge, and then he came with Scream, my guy, and was able to get Drew Barrymore to be the first person to get, yo. Yeah, Scream was, um, Scream was like the trumped up steroid version of Scooby-Doo. Hey, listen, this shit changed. Yo, we just had the new screen movie just come out. Like, this shit's still yeah. going, my guy. <laughs> like, yeah. TV shows. I mean, all types like, of shit. 
video game. I mean, like the 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 screen. The, the, the costume. Yeah, yeah, Ghostface like, just took over. Ghostface, that's what it's called. Ghostface. He in video games, um, Mortal Kombat games. Uh, Dude, uh, by daylight, scary yeah. movie. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? They they did they shit. Yep, a uh, bunch of you know what I'm saying parodies after it. Um, it's just it's uh shit. It's just one of those movies that it it really stamped itself in Hollywood, and you you have to appreciate what came after that because a lot of shit changed that like the phone call shit come on bro. oh yeah come on bro that's what i'm they saying what's your, in, what's your favorite scary in, movie dude like bro, they was even that, that phrase beer in uh in in beer commercials was yeah, come on, man. <laughs> like, so yeah, for sure, bro. Definitely, I can't. This is gonna be one of the ones I, I'm, I'm super excited about this, and this shit is gonna be. Uh, I can't wait to hear you talk about this. I ain't gonna lie, because I know, like I said, this is in your wheelhouse. If y'all been listening and watching, y'all know this dude is a horror movie, uh, uh library man. So, you know what I'm saying? Get ready for a lot I'm of itch. information. Yeah, it's gonna be fun. <laughs> <laughs> so listen, man. If you guys like Miami Vice, if you didn't like Miami Vice, if you are a fan of the TV show, hit us up, let us know. Um, you can catch us on the socials on Instagram and Twitter at View Nine Pod. You can catch us on Facebook at VA Pod Watch Group. You can also join our community on Twitter where we talk about movies and TV nonstop. And you can always get the updates on the podcast as well. Um, and if you would like to follow me, uh, you can follow me at Scoots Bronson on Twitter. I have a link tree in my bio. You can find me everywhere else uh, there. And y'all can find me at uh, Foster 8 on Instagram and on Twitter at 28 Minutes or Less Pod. That is just on IG. Follow the podcast, 28 Minutes or Less. Um, listen, I don't do this a lot, but my last one, I was in my bag. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I, I don't, I don't really praise myself only if I really, really felt like I killed it. And so I put out episode 124, you know what I'm saying? It was about Dear Mama, you know what I'm saying? The documentary about Tupac and the Phoenix Secure. Like I went ham, you know what I'm saying? I went over an hour. And that's that's hard to uh, do when you when you potting by yourself, but you won't want over an hour. So absolutely. um I feel really good about it. Um I think that that's for number one, the best documentary to come out this year. Uh, and I know mm -hmm. is we still at the beginning of the year, but the way Alan Hughes put this shit together, man, he murdered this documentary, man. Like he really, really did. There's a lot of information in there about the Black Panthers, all that shit, how dope mm -hmm. Afini was. You know what I'm saying to 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 think about a person like Tupac the way the way he was even on this earth in the beginning before he even came in here. My dude was living through hell. You know what I'm saying inside his mama's belly when she's fighting for her life, fighting the government by herself after she was abandoned. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Elders Cleaver fucking took off, left her ass, didn't tell her the fucking plan or nothing. Just left her there to fight for her life. You know what I'm saying? Tupac was in there while she was stressing. You know, so mm -hmm. it there's a lot of information in it. I say it on the podcast. 
I could not do its justice of how they put this documentary together on Hulu, but I tried my best. I think I did a good job. Go check out Dear Mama, episode 124 on the, uh, the we own the views on 28 <laughs> minutes or less. <laughs> That's hilarious. Um, so listen, man, thank you guys very much. You know what I'm saying? Your support is always greatly appreciated. Without you, there couldn't be no us. Um, but until the next episode, like they say in Hollywood, that's a wrap. Cut. <laughs>